We learned last week that Joseph was this, um, was this guy uh, who was the favorite uh, of his dad because he was born to his, uh, his dad's favorite wife. That's right. His dad had multiple wives, and uh, he had uh, Joseph in his old age, and so um, and and he got he got like he got all the good stuff, right? He was this little guy, and like he's only like seventeen at this point. You can turn off your game. That's fine. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, and so uh, you know Joseph, you know Joseph's doing his thing. He's so popular from his dad. He gets like a coat of many colors, which basically signified I don't work manual labor that's beneath me and so like he's doing his thing he has like uh he has dreams where his brothers are going to bow down uh to him and naively joseph like tells his brothers like hey one day you're gonna bow down to me and he's like (laughs) his brother's like (laughs) we're gonna kill you (laughs) and so they they're like they're like let's kill him um that'll be awesome and they're like no 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 we don't get nothing if he's dead let's sell him get money then we get some money and like you know, what, what a nice brother who thought of that, you know, and I think he didn't want to kill his brother, but yet he still didn't want him there. Um, so Joseph is sold into slavery. We see in uh, Genesis chapter 39, Joseph is sold into slavery. Not the best circumstances for Joseph. Not the best circumstances. Now, Joseph could have acted in any other, in, in different ways than he, he needed to. Joseph could have fought. Joseph could have waited for the right time and escaped to try to get back to his father. Joseph could have done a lot of different things. Now, if I was, like, sold into slavery by my family, I, I would be ready to fight. You know, I'd be like, let's go. But we're going to learn something here about Joseph. How many of you have ever, um, like, you've gotten to a place and, like, you're going with your family or you're going with friends and you get there and immediately you find out that you do not want to be there. Like, maybe maybe it's right now. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know what I got myself into uh, when I came here. But, like, you, you just come here and you're like, oh, no. Or, or like, I, I hope that when you come here, you're like, yes. But you go someplace and you're like, this is not, this is, like, dad, mom, we got to get, we got to go. Like, let's, let's get out of here, right? Like, so um, when, I, when I was in high school and I started driving, or even before that, my dad had a rule. My dad was awesome. My dad had a rule that um, if you ever find yourself in a spot where you don't feel comfortable, just call me. I'll come get you. No questions asked. I won't ask. Um, I, uh, like, no questions asked. I'll come and get you. Like, no matter what the situation is, no matter how far away it is, if you're in a spot where you're uncomfortable, you're, you're unsafe, they're starting doing bad things, they're starting to do, like, things that are, like, ill-repute, um, I'll come get you, all right? And, like, I always knew that. Did I ever take him up on it? No. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I, I picked, I picked uh, like, um, things that I knew that wouldn't, like, get me into, like, terrible trouble. And then when I got my uh, car, my mom's, my mom's suggestion was like, hey, when you're driving someplace, always have an escape plan when you need to get out. Like if something bad happens or the party's lame or you just like you're bored, you know, like, like you want to go home, just like park it away where you can like, shoom, you're gone, right? No matter where it is, right? And so like still today, like, now there's parking spots, like, but a big party and stuff like that. You see me going to a, like, if, if I go into a big birthday party, I'm just going to be honest with you. If I come to your birthday party, which I hope I hope some one of you invites me to a birthday party, yeah, like, I've been handing out stickers for a whole year. 
get a hint, take a hint, you know, like I'm just saying. Um, but like, like you're going to see me park in a spot where I can be like, whoop, whoop, or like, and I'm gone, right? And that's, that's my thing, you know, like I'm, I'm out of there. My, my family, my family, though, um, when, we, when we'd go to church, how many of your, your parents, they love to talk, right? Like they are talkers. Yeah, raise your hand, PJ. Um, like, you know, um, that you can put your hands down. And you're like, you're done. Your friends have left because none of your friends' parents are talkers. And like, they, you, you're done and you, they're leaving and they're still talking. And you're like, come on. And then your dad says, Mom, like, we're going to go get the car. And you go to your mom. My dad's going dad's gonna to go get the car. And then you're there at church on a Sunday afternoon until like one. And you're like, what is happening? My parents was the epitome of that. They were the last people. I'm, I'm not kidding. They would lock the doors, and, like, no, no one would be there. It'd be, like, me, like, it'd be us and the Shaws left. That, that was their name, the Shaws. And, and, like, we were just so ecstatic if we could beat the Shaws out of the parking lot, right? Like, once we saw the Shaws, and we weren't even talking to the Shaws. I don't know. We were talking to each other. I, I, I went home. I went home once with Mary, like, to, to my place. Like, they're not even, they're talking to each other. Like, my parents are talking to my sister and my, and my uncle and, like, my family that they talk to any other time. But then we're, like, there, and we're sitting, like, listen, you're scared, but we're there, like, an hour after church, and I want to go home. And they're just talking. And then they're like, we see the Shaws go into their car. And they're like, everybody in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And we're out of there before the Shaws. Yeah. All right. So that happens. And we're going to see here how Joseph um, kind of does the same thing when he gets into a little bit of uh, a bind here. But before that, we see that Joseph, the Lord was with Joseph. And this is in chapter 39 uh, of Genesis in verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph and he became successful. He became a sex successful man. He became a successful man when he was in the house. And the Egyptian master who, whose name was Potiphar, who was like, who was the man in Egypt. Like uh, the Pharaoh and then you got you got Potiphar. Potiphar is the captain of the um, of the uh, uh, of of the Egyptian like guard. He's awesome, right? He's he's cool. He's he's on top of things. He owns this whole thing, and he he recognized that something was different with Joseph. That the Lord was with Joseph, and because of that, he was able to uh, start working up, uh, up the ranks, and 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 they. They saw that anything that Joseph did or anything that he was in charge of uh, was blessed by God. So Joseph became the leader of everything, oversaw everything in Potiphar's household. Everything he was in charge of. Yes, he was a slave. No, it wasn't the right circumstances. But he uh, uh, had success not because of, of, him, of him thinking of how bad his brothers were, not because of him dwelling on the past, not because of him thinking of how terrible his life has been, but because he followed God and he had success. And then came Joseph's, uh, uh, sorry, Potiphar's wife. And it says this in verse 6. And we, we hear 
um, a little bit more, like, a little bit of description of Joseph comes to light, right? We know he was a big family, and, like, his family was, like, really messed up, um, like, just beyond messed up. His had issues and stuff like that, and, um, uh, and here we have Joseph, and we hear something, uh, we hear something else. Joseph was a hunk. Joseph was good looking. Joseph was like Hunter. He's just good looking. You know, he's, he's, got, he's got the legs coming out of his shoulders. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you know ladies. He's, a han- he's a handsome. He's handsome. Joseph is handsome. It says, now Joseph was handsome and from, fr- from his appearance. Joseph had it going on. You know, like Joseph was good looking. And, his, and Potiphar's wife, like, recognized that. Potiphar's wife rec- recognized that. And Potiphar's wife, Potiphar's wife came up to him and said, hey, listen, lie with me. Have sex with me. Yeah, we're go- I, could, well, I told you we we're going to get real in middle school. I'm not going to hide stuff. So jo- Joseph, uh, Potiphar's wife was like, come, come be with me, lie with me, um, let's get it on. You know? And Joseph's like, no, please no, please no. Please no, like, no. And, like, here's the thing, guys. Potiphar's wife wasn't some old, like, like, yeah, hag, you know? Her words, not mine. Her words, not mine. Her words, not mine. Her words, not mine, right? It wasn't like, it wasn't like a, come lie with me. No, it wasn't like that, right? Potiphar's, like, remember, Potiphar is the, the, like, the commander of the army, very rich, very, very well in society. Potiphar's wife was very, like, was very much probably very, very, very attractive. And the Bible says day after day after day. There's Hunter. I couldn't even see him. Isn't he a good-looking guy? What a good-looking guy Hunter is. All right. Listen. Day after day after day. Day after day after day, Potiphar's wife asked, asked Joseph if, she, if, if, they would, if, they could, if they could have sex. And it came to one point um, in, in verse 11 where it says this, where it says this, and one day, when he went into the house to do his work, and, mo- uh, and none of the men of the house was there in the house. So he's just doing his thing. He's doing his work. He's tr- trying to get there. And he probably doesn't even realize anybody's there. She caught him by his garment and said, lie with me. He said, he, he explained to her, like, I'm not going to do that. And he had to run out naked to get away from her. Awkward. <laughs> At this point, Joseph's thinking to himself, what is happening? <laughs> like, what is going on? I knew this wasn't the day to wear tidy whities <laughs> But here's the thing. Listen. Here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the thing with this is that Joseph 
could have lied with her. Joseph could have lied with her. And no one would have found out. Joseph could have done this action. And nobody would have found out. Joseph could have done this action and someone might find out, but no one would want to tell on Joseph and the, and, and, and the master's wife. Because Joseph is the second highest, most powerful person in that household. He could have done that and completely gotten away with it. If you were to look one chapter before chapter 38, wow, um, crazy stuff happening in chapter 38. But his brothers and his family, they did whatever that they wanted. They didn't, they didn't have a moral high ground most of the time. But Joseph did. And there's something that you need to understand here. There's two things. One, just because you can do something doesn't make it right. Understand that. And that's a very, very hard concept to understand in this culture. It's a very hard concept to understand in this culture, but understand this. Just because something is okay or legal or you can get away with it doesn't make it the right thing to do. Second Corinthians, I think it's Second Corinthians, not First Corinthians, but Second Corinthians, uh, chapter five, verse eleven, I believe. It says that all things are lawful for men, but not all things are profitable. Meaning that was a a, a common saying there, kind of like what happens in sta- Vegas stays in Vegas. Woo woo, you know, like it, it's this idea of just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do it. Just because you have your phones and no one's looking and you can get away with looking at stuff on your phones doesn't mean that you should do it. Just because you could go to school and you could swear and you could talk bad and you could tell dirty jokes and your parents will never find out and you're just fitting in with your friends doesn't mean you should do it. Just because you think that your parents don't care or your friends don't care or you're just trying to fit in and you're doing something doesn't mean that you can just do it. Now, some of you may not know what is, what is right or what is wrong, but a lot of you do. A lot of you do. There's a lot of stuff in this world that is acceptable to do, and that like everybody celebrates t- doing it, and everybody talks about it, and, and like, they, they, like, they joke about it, but you know that that's a wrong thing to do. Just because some, something is you can and you can get away with it doesn't mean you should. Number two. When you're dealing with sin or temptation, especially sexual sin and temptation, and I know that you guys are, are dealing with it, we kind of like giggle all the time. Like, <laughs> Pastor said sex. But like, here's the thing. I know you're dealing with it, and I know, and I know that you guys are joking about it at school. I know that for a fact. Some of you are like, no, not me. But listen. When you're dealing with with temptation and with sin and whatever that might be, whatever that might be, the best thing for you to do is to run away from it. Is to run. Rely on God, yes. 
That's the ultimate thing. We need to rely on God. But as we rely on God, we realize, listen, listen, we realize that we and our own selves cannot do anything about it. So we need to run. We know when we go to the school and we hang out with those guys and those friends, and we know we're going to get in trouble. We know that they lead us down the wrong path or they make us say like bad things or, or we get annoyed or we get depressed or whatnot. We know that, but somehow we always end up kind of like dabbling with that or like being around that group or being like close to that group or whatever it might be. And we, we never really run away with it. And every single day, every single week, we're praying to God, why am I dealing with this? Why do I keep on falling into this sin? Why do I keep on struggling with this, uh, this addiction that I have? Why do I keep on feeling bad about myself? Why do I keep on looking at that? Why, do, why am I doing all this? Because you are not running away from your sins. You are not killing it. You are not seeing the problem and running to God. You need to run away from your sins, and you need to run to God. You need to run away. You need to run away. Here's the thing with this. If you follow God, and we see here in Joseph, like, we're following God, and, and, and God blesses Joseph, and if we're following God, he can bless us, and we can do some great things, and, and we can, we can, God can, can lift us up, and people can see in us that, that there is a difference because of God in our lives. It, it, it's just something that people need. It's something that people are missing. It's something that people were created to, to, to worship God, but they've, they've, they've separated. Like, we're, because of sin, we're separated from that, right? So there's a void in their lives, and all, the only void that can be filled with is God. You can only, like, there's a partial missing piece in your life, and you feel broken, and we put stuff in it. But people, like, you need to realize that what we can, we can fill our lives with God. And, and people see that. And so when we're living for God, and we're doing what God wants us to do, and we're loving people, and we're kind to people, and we're doing what's right, people see that. They might not know what's going on, but they see that that's something that they need and want. And we see that in Joseph. But here's the thing. The world is different than the God who is good. If you want evidence of this, go to school. See the stuff that happens. If you want evidence of this, turn on a news camera. Like, turn on a news camera. <laughs> like, turn on the box thing, like, the illuminating, the picture box, you know, that thing, the TV, right? Turn it on to your local, local news. I know, it's weird. Do it. Um, you're going to see subpar uh, videotography and a lot of hatred, like just a lot of stuff happening. And people are like, ah, we, we're for kindness as long as you believe in what we believe. Uh, and then they like all, all this stuff happens. All right. Hey, guys, focus. Um, so um, listen, it doesn't take someone to like a, a long time to realize that the stuff that's happening in the world, we're, it's, it's broken. It's sinful. 
So what the world likes and the world sees as good might not be good. And here, uh, uh, Joseph does everything right. To the point of it's an embarrassment for him. He flees. He does everything right. And Potiphar's wife calls the other, the other servants, the other guards, and says, uh, Joseph tried, tried his hand on me. And Potiphar came to him and said, really, man? Like, come on. Now, he could have died. Like, that, that, that was good enough for death, especially when you're the, the guard of the, the military. You do what you want to do. You do you, do you. you know, like, he could do whatever he wants. He makes the rules. But he doesn't do that. He puts him in the, the king's prison. Because Joseph did what was right in the, God, the sight of the Lord, listen to this. Because Joseph did what was right in the sight of the Lord, he still ends up in prison. How's that fair? How does that work out? Why is that, why is that happening? And I'm not here to put, paint a fairy tale for you. If you accept Jesus Christ, you will have riches and rewards and peace and, 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 and beyond belief, and you will live for eternity with God in the presence of God, and he will be there, and, and, and it is going to be a wonderful life, and he is going to fulfill you in a way that no one else can, and you can have a relationship and a rich life. However, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be hardships, and that doesn't mean that there's not going to be hardships that appear to be hardships because you're a, a, a follower of God. You understand that? If you follow God, guess what? Your friends at school might not understand you. If you truly follow God, guess what? Sometimes you might be picked on, and you might not even have the friends that you could have if you didn't. You're not going to go to those parties. You're not going to hang out with that group. You're not going to. You're not going to be be like those people. And you know what? It, the world might try to consequence have consequences on you. Just like Joseph found himself in prison. But your story doesn't end with your persecution. Your story doesn't end with your persecution. God actually blesses us through that persecution, meaning uh, persecution, you understand this? Persecution is this idea that you're, you're, you're being treated poorly, not because of, of you, but because you follow a God that they hate. But through our persecution, when we follow God, he can bless us. And next week when you come back, my main man, Hunter Bruce, is going to be speaking, all right? Don't seem so excited. Like, you're like, like yeah, the fat chubby guy is not going to be up there. All right. Woo. I lost weight, okay? Um, so here's the thing, guys. As the, as the band comes up and we get ready to, we get ready to close, I want to ask you a question. 
I want to ask you a question. Are you doing something in your life, and this might be something that no one knows about, your friends don't know about it, your parents don't know about it, your, your, your family doesn't know about it, or you're doing something in, in your life that your friends know, but your parents might not know, or someone knows, or I don't know, whatever it might be, or you're feeling some way that isn't like, that doesn't like, just, you're treating yourself terribly, whatever it might be. But you know, you know, that you need to flee from that sin. You need to run away. You see, you see the, the, the markers, you know when you know when you start to have the problem, you know that, that, that it's it's happening, but you you yourself have never really ran away with it. You kind of say no, you kind of dabble in it, you kind of say not really, and then all of a sudden you sin again. Some of you just need to run away. You need to pray to God. You need not to hang out with those people. You need you need to you need to like have someone in your life like your parents where you could tell what's going on. If you're dealing with a major sin problem, you know what the best thing that you could do is? Is go tell your parents. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. You want to run away from your sins? You want to run away from a, a problem? You want to run away from the terrible emotions that you've been giving yourself, the depression that you've been giving yourself? You want to run away from your insecurities? Your parents were set there from God. They love you. Go talk to them. Tell them. Run away from that. Have them help you. Will there be consequences? It might, you might have some consequences. You might. Have you been doing something wrong? If you, if you know you've been doing something wrong and you're like, but if I, Tommy, if I tell my parents that, I'm, I'm, I'm grounded. If I tell my parents that, there goes my video games. I'm washing all the windows. I can't tell them that. You might have consequences, but that's okay. You'll feel much better, and you'll restore yourself much better when you run away from it. You go to God, and you tell your parents. Let's pray. Dear Father, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you're doing, Lord. I just pray for these students in here, Lord. I just pray that uh, they can tell someone if they're, they're dealing with something, that they can run away from that sin that they're dealing with in their lives, that they can come to you, God. In Jesus' name.